Shall we begin? Let's begin now. This is Jackie Smith, and welcome to the Keep It Magic podcast with myself and my co-host, Storm Sestivani. Spend the next hour with us as we laugh our way through life and find the many magical ways we can craft a better one. This dynamic duo is ready to challenge the spiritual status quo and bridge the mystical with the practical. Keep It Magic is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, love, money, romance, home, health, maybe even a new car, Coventry has a candle for that. Now put on your seatbelts and get ready to expand your mind with Jackie and Storm. Let's begin And good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Keep It Magic for Season 4. I'm Storm Sestabani. I'm, of course, here with the lovely, gifted, and talented, and our intro hostess, Miss Jackie Smith. If you all have any complaints about it, email her. Um, <laughs> no, I I'm sure that they're all going to love it. No, I think that, I think everybody's going to love the new the, the new opening. But still, email her, not me. Um, uh, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, whether it's a love problem or a career problem. You need to find a job. You need to get a new job. You need uh, financial assistance. You need divine intervention. You name it, we got a candle for it. Cruise on over there. I do want to state one more time. I know I said it in the last show. I'm going to say it again in this show. Coventry does have its Halloween candles right now. You need to get them right now. I don't even know if by the end of this week that they will be there. So you need to get them right now. So cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com to contact me. Also, while you're there, if you want to get a reading from Jackie, um, she is available on Wednesday, so it will have to be a Wednesday appointment. So you may have to take a vacation day, sorry, um, or a mental health day, you know, uh, something like that. Totally worth it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. So, you know, schedule a reading with Jackie. She is available on Wednesdays, and she books up fast. So make sure that you uh, schedule that right now as well. To check me out, go to StormSestavani.com. Um, I do have some appointments available for October. So if you do want to fill up my, I have about eight time slots. Um, if you want to fill those up, you know, check me out, schedule a reading. We'll definitely get you done good. So make sure that you uh, uh, check me out. Find us on Facebook. Jack, our fan page is keepingitmagic.com or Keeping It Magic on Facebook. Um, we also have Coventry Creation fan page on Facebook. Astro Gossip is my uh, fan page on Facebook. On all of the sites, you can get the daily astrological updates that I do, so you can find out what's kind of going on and how to drive your energy throughout the day. You know, when you need to kind of lay under the bed, when you don't, um, when you need to take action, you know, um, whatever you need to do. Um, also visit our show website, is, which is www.keepitmagic.com. In our last show, we talked about spirituality and uh, mysticism and the difference between the two. And Jackie, I don't know about you, I think it was one of the best shows we did. We keep saying that, and I don't mind. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, I am um, really thinking. It was really open to my brain to more things to think about. Yeah, and, you know, we didn't even get to half of the things we wanted to talk about, which is... I saved my list. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, uh, uh, you know, par for the course for this show. But, you know, you can only fit in so much content within an hour period, and we want it to be um, rather organic um, when we're doing uh, these shows. So, you know, like I said in the last show, I map out the show, what I want to talk about, then I throw it away. Um, because the only thing I keep in front of me is one little card. <laughs> That's it. And there's nothing written on it. 
Um, but I just keep it. It's just from my old radio show days that makes me feel comfortable. It's kind of like my pacifier. Um, okay. uh, I, I scribble on it during the show, by the way. But uh, uh, that's about it. Um, so, Jackie, what is going on over at Coventry? Oh, so much. Um, what are these new candles that you all have that we have not talked about? Well, what glass ones? I got very inspired um, this past summer. We have a couple candles that got discontinued, and, and people are very sad about that. And then every year we we do the Day of the Dead candle. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a very good friend, Tammy Jo Urban, who does the ink on, on my body. And um, I had her do some artwork for me for a line of Halloween candles. So we have we have the Hecate candle, and she's a very powerful and sexy Hecate on the label. Um, we have Night of the Witches, which is our spell break, or I'm sorry, spellcaster candle. Um, just gave it a new name and a new label. Mm-hmm. And then we have our Day of the Dead. And then I am so happy and excited to announce that we have a Centisma Muerte candle, which is the holy death, the most holy death. And and the beautiful thing about that candle, it's very much this time of year for her. But she's more concerned about life than she's death. So especially if you have a challenge or trouble, she is the one to go to. Oh, interesting. Yeah, really, um, really enjoying um, th- this new creative process. I could, for for two years we had to thin down our product line so we could bring new stuff in because mm-hmm. we literally had nowhere to put it. <laughs> well, what a lot of people don't realize, Jackie, is that you know the candle making business is like any business, and that there are certain times in which certain products are hot and other times in which they're not. And, uh, right. you know, you, that, that's why you will see candles come back. You see them go. They recycle. Uh, we give them new looks. Um, uh, uh, you know, and I think that you're very, very inventive in regards to it. Now talk to me about these glass candles. Oh, these, I'm very excited about it. The other, think of it as the ability for that candle to travel with you. I should have took some with me to the south. Um now, granted, it's hard to travel with glass per se, but one of the challenges that we had from, or, or requests we had from our customers is that people love container candles. They just mm-hmm. love, um, you don't need a candle holder. You've got everything right there for you, and they even come with a little book of matches, so it's a one-stop shop as far as that goes. And um, they're in about they're about 11 ounces, and they burn for 50 hours, which is really interesting. It's a softer wax, a slower burn. So it's a really nice um, nice product. And I'm very excited about that. I've been wanting to do container candles for a while, but it's a, it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's a different equipment, different process, different wax, different oils, different dyes, the whole thing. So it took us a while to get there to do all that. But I'm, I'm really pleased with, with where they're going. And here's the thing is that people from the general gift market, from mainstream America, are asking me for products. This is what they want. They want to do this in their life. They they need this. They're um, mm-hmm. they're looking to expand their spiritual practice. They don't want to necessarily go outside their world to do it. So what we're doing is we're making it accessible to them. We love all of our pagan customers. We love all of our metaphysical and, and spiritual and New Age customers, and, and we're not doing anything different. We're just adding something that makes us a little more accessible to everybody else. So it yeah. expands all of our markets. Yeah, exactly. And I hate going over to the Dollar General store, Jackie, to get me uh, uh, candle holders. Really, it, it, it you know, us hardcore folks that always have a big stack of them in the back, um, <clears throat> that's easy for us. 
not so easy for average Joe. Well, Thank it you. makes me crazy to have that much product. I mean, I have a lot of candle products, but I keep them in certain areas, and it's not so bad. But when you have the candle product combined with candle holders, I mean, it's just a little hard. Um, I mean, I still recycle the candle holders you send me. I just wash them. Um, uh, so <laughs> you can't. These these are great for. Um, they will contain any of our candles too. Oh, that's that's great. So mm-hmm. make sure everybody that you go check out the new container candles over at uh, Coventry. Um, StormSestavani.com is going to be going through some uh, changes. I'm going to be putting up uh, putting up the part two of um, uh, my free astrology class. Ooh. Um, I've got an actual tangible product that's going to be coming out. Well, I, it's not tangible. It's an intellectual product, but um, uh, that's going to be coming out. And uh, it's going to be um, pretty interesting going on over there. But, you know, like I said, right now, if you want the daily little tidbits, um, make sure you, that you check them out on all of our pages. Um, for some reason, there is like this magician over at Coventry. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but whenever I post something on my fan page, it gets copied everywhere. I don't know how that happens. Um, and actually, I don't want to know. We have people. Yeah. So um, it, it, it just happens, and, you know, I just sit and create and let them do their thing. So. Heck, yeah, that's my goal, too. Yeah, that's uh, – now – um, this show is going to be a little bit different, and um, it's going to be about belief. It's a big, huge subject. And I remember years ago, Jackie, I was watching, I think it was a 2020 episode or uh, something on one of the news things, and it was called The Power of Belief. And it was a very, very jaded um, uh uh, it was done by John Stossel, who I really don't have much respect for um, uh, as a journalist. Um, and it was a very, very jaded, you know, for example, one of the things that he did, Jackie, is um, took one astrological report. Oh, I remember that one, yeah. And he handed the astrological report to like 40 college students. Mm-hmm. And as they were reading it, you know, he had them on film, and they all reacted the same way. Oh, this is so me. This is so me. This is so me. And basically, you know, what he poo-pooed down was the fact that human beings have a need to believe in something, that we need to believe in, uh, have some form of belief that tomorrow is going to be a better day, or um, uh, uh, in order for us to keep going as um, a uh, species. Mm-hmm. And um, the problem that I had with it, of course, is that if you were in a metaphysical field or even a religious field and uh, uh, even some of the homeopathic fields, which um, has done amazing stuff in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. um, uh, he kind of poo-pooed all of this stuff. And you know, one of the things that I thought about as I was watching that is, how limited of a belief system does he really have? I mean, um, how can somebody, you know, go through life without having any expectation of, you know what, if I put enough effort into it, Jackie, tomorrow can be a better death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, you know, that show really kind of bothered me a bit. And I will tell you this, um, I've done astrology for both Patty and Jackie on the show at the same time. They have two different charts, and they were not the same reading. It was really, well, 
I remember that show, and I remember I watched it. was on, like, um, History Channel or one of those channels. Yeah. It was a repeat. I'm like, oh, I remember this. And I, I, I looked at the report, and the report was really interesting because it, it wasn't a real astrology chart. Mm-hmm. All it did was talk about some ideals that we all want. Yes. And so it wasn't a real astrology chart. It's like it's like throwing cards and throwing the same cards for everybody and saying, oh, well, you know, you are going to make a lot of money and you're going to get some unexpected money from somewhere and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And, and everybody gets really excited about that. Um, but... But, you know, it's not true. So you could do an astro- astrological chart where you're just, oh, you're, um, you have a hidden inner beauty, um, you keep a lot of secrets from other folks, but, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that we all do. So what up? What's the deal? So so it's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of, the things, th- those are generic terms that really apply to everybody. Uh, exactly, but you see, the, the problem that I have in regards to that is that it kind of diminishes in many ways what actually the experience of going to an astrologer is, which is vastly different than a report. Um, a report, I think, even you can get what, a free report on my site, um, and it's going to give you a list of characteristics and um you know, general information, which is valid. Um, you know, Venus in square to Mars is going to mean usually that there's going to be difficulties in some way in regards to what it is that you desire out of relationships and how to go about getting it. Um, that's going to be the case with a Venus in square to Mars. It's just the way that it is. Now, how that evolves into the whole chart is a different story. Um, uh, and uh, I, I found I, I just found his particular viewpoints um, uh, about belief in general. You know, he did stuff in regards to psychic surgery, which I've never seen done. I'm not going to comment on it. Um, uh, you know, but uh, he did that. He did stuff in regards to candle magic. Um, uh, he did stuff in regards to aromatherapy, you know, homeopathics, you know. Uh, his thing in regards to aromatherapy, if you remember, Jackie, was um, if you burn this orange candle, it's supposed to bring you, because orange is supposed to, you know, lighten up your energy, make you more positive, the, the scent of orange. Um, and it's supposed to be a creative element as well. Um, and I do have some nice orange sage body wash from the Bath and Bodies that does make me feel a little peppy. That's all I'm saying. Um, but, you know, from his perspective, Jackie, it's the fact that we have read the label and we believe in the label and we believe that this is doing it, that it causes that to happen. Well, I feel I feel sad for him. Yeah, me, me too. Um, but where, the, where this... Because, because, okay, well, well, I just want to, before you go any further, Mm -hmm. and maybe this is exactly where you're going, because if we believe in nothing, nothing, how do we even believe in our own ability to create a safe and prosperous life? You're correct, and I think that belief has a lot to do with, you know, the planet Mercury in astrology has to do with how we understand life. Now, his is probably obviously quite afflicted. Um, I don't have his chart. Sorry, John, I'm not going to do your chart for you. Um, uh, but um, I wonder, You know what's interesting? Is what? I wonder what, how he's changed. Yeah, so, 
yeah, it's 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 interesting. The um, but you know, Mercury has a lot to do with how we understand life, and we all have one. Um, uh, you know, we are taught to believe at a very very young age. You know, um, uh, the concept when you're looking at the sky on a clear day with the sun out, um, the sky is usually blue or a dimension of blue, depending upon how the sun is hitting the ozone, um, um, and the refraction of light, you know, the scientific things. Um, and we're taught that that color is blue. Um, that becomes part of your belief system. Um, and I think that it is pivotally important to have a belief system, Jackie, in some form of way. All of us have a different one. All of us have different ideals. Um, uh, Jackie is uh, a witch. I'm a cobblist, although she's becoming kind of pago cobblist but um <laughs> what uh, a great new term yeah pico cobbles don't you like it um uh, but you know the uh but these uh, these are particular things that you learn and experience and you believe over time and mercury is the planet that we view our experiences through and um uh, you know, basically, you know i i think it's very very necessary and i think that over time in the course of my lifetime, Jackie, I'm, and I'm sure probably yours also, you know, what I believe at 44 is vastly different than what I believed at 20. Interesting. And so I think it is constantly an evolving state. Um, what do you think belief is, Jackie? Okay. That is a great question. To me, belief is certainty. Um, a belief is is something that you know to be true but cannot prove. Um, You can have a belief in the inherent goodness of humanity. And I know that to be true, but I can't prove it to you right now in this exact moment Mm -hmm. with nothing else around me. I mean, I could get into the Internet and show you all kinds of things that, that say, oh, yeah, humanity's great. And then you can flip around and show me how humanity's not. But I have an inherent belief that humanity is actually decent. It, it, there's a goodness to it. Mm-hmm. And that when given an option, the majority of us, without intensive stressors, will usually choose the positive. Or to do the right thing, yeah. To do the right thing. Um, to enhance somebody's life rather than detract from it. So, to me, that's the belief, is that I know this to be true, but I cannot empirically prove it to you and that's okay because it's very personal and and i don't have to defend it correct now here's my second question mm-hmm. um do you think that beliefs culturally or societally change and evolve over time yes why Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay, you're going to have to explain that for some of the listeners. I know. And did I say that right? Is that his name? Maslow, yeah. Yeah. Um, So when we are um, in a community where um, we are not protected from the elements, shall we say, and your very survival Mm -hmm. is at risk, where you are not certain that um, your child will be born alive, when you are not certain that there will be enough food to get you through the winter. Your belief system is very much defined by those immediate needs. So Maslow 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs is when you take care of those base survival needs and you can move up to um, more of, um, I think, a relationship. I can't don't remember the, the order of them exactly. Do you, mm-hmm. remember, do you remember the order of them? No. Um, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember them. I know the first one is um, this, your, your survival, yeah. and then I think it's like, um, oh, then you protect your stuff. So once yeah. you know you're going to live, you protect your stuff. Once you protect your stuff, then you can actually love somebody else and share your stuff with them. And then once you can love somebody else and share your stuff self with them, then you can start share, sharing with them more of a community. And then once you can start sharing and looking for the betterment of a community, then you can say, oh, I could potentially evolve and become a higher being. That now, I now that everybody's taken care of and everybody's safe, I'm going to go to more of the intellectual and spiritual pursuits. So it's something like that, right? Yeah. Um So, so that's um, a, a psychological um, theory in, in psychology that, and, and I remember the first time I read that, I go, oh, that's, I believe that because I've watched it. So your beliefs will change. So when you're basically trying to survive, um, and, and that's all you're going to focus on is surviving, then. Um, you have a belief system that's based on survival. Then the next, so so the deities and the divine um, allies that you create are going to be based on that. And then when you, or you know, you're going to make it to the winter because you've learned how to how to do dry storage and pickle things and all that other stuff, and salt your meat and all that other stuff. Then you can look at, okay, now I need to protect this. So your beliefs are based around that. So so as you grow, your beliefs change. And as society, we've done that. We're not an agricultural society anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're an intellectual society and, and an industrial society. So then our beliefs are, we can um, believe that we need to build a better community, whereas we couldn't believe that before. It, we weren't ready for it. Uh, yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, even down to... Politics when we make a choice of who we are um, going to elect. It is because um, we have some form of belief that this individual is going to create some form of uh, a change or do better for our families or create some form of an environment that we personally find appealing. Um, we have no empirical knowledge of it. I mean, um, you could argue, you know, there's many people that could uh, that could argue that, um, you know, when Barack Obama was running for president, you know, it was that the, the uh, everything was hope, 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 and change, 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 change. And you could really sit and argue whether or not that that has happened or not, um, you know, six years later. Um, right. Well, here's an interesting thing. Okay, so think about this. Um, um, and also when when beliefs are starting to be challenged, when we're in a state of evolution, which I think we are right now, mm-hmm. is we're in a, in a societal state of evolution, you have people that want to um, retreat into older beliefs, and then we have, um, and those are the ones that are they're just very emotionally reacting to things, like, like they want to bring prayer back into the school and base our laws. They're railing against Sharia law. How does that go? With Sharia. Sharia law, but yet they want to, um, um, create laws based on the Bible. Hello, what's the difference, right? Uh, well, here's, here's and I'm glad that you brought that up because I had a um, client of mine that had called me, and then she, you know, towards the end of the particular call, um, she was asking me some questions about um, 
the president. And she says, I know that you're extremely um, uh, learned in regards to the Bible. And she says, it is my belief that Barack Obama is the Antichrist. Oh, bless her heart. And this is basically, you know, immediately I said, well, in order for Barack Obama to be the Antichrist, there would have had to have been a rapture first. And the last time that I looked, that hasn't happened yet, okay? If you want to go with pure um, rapture type of the Antichrist uh, theology. And I was talking to her, I said, why do you believe this? And she went on with with her particular idealisms, and I said, I'm just going to be blunt and honest. I don't think that that is the belief in Barack Obama being the Antichrist. I think it is um, racism. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she wrote to me a few weeks later and said that it really smacked her in the head because she didn't realize, you know, because she's not normally racist, Jackie. Mm -hmm. Um, But she didn't realize how that exactly was the reason why, um, her and many of her friends, um, you know, believed that he was the Antichrist, um, was really more of a racist element, you know, not and not a race. And here is the thing: not a racist element towards African Americans, but because of his name, it was a racist element towards Muslims. And this continued belief that he is a Muslim in some way. And it's interesting to me, because with belief, Jackie, if you have that particular belief, just to stay on that subject for a, for a mm-hmm. while, and that is your idealism, you're going to begin to see the boogeyman in everything. Healthcare insurance, planes flying in the air, um, uh, your co-payment at your doctor, the price huh. of organic food at the store, um, you know, pretty soon you're starting to find the boogeyman everywhere. Um, and uh, and this is how I think that beliefs kind of run. Um, uh, when our beliefs are challenged, we start to find um, things that either support our belief or contradict our belief, and it can become actually a large crisis. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because one can lead to the other. It's yeah. very true. It's very true, and I think beliefs are very subjective because they're subjective to the bits of proof that you've decided to put together in your head. Now, um, so that's why it's, that's why it can, we can have that as a very subjective thing. So in, in working in the Akashic Records, beliefs are made up of a combination of things. So you have those religious beliefs, those deeper, you know, almost like those legacy beliefs that... Um, that religion comes from and spirituality can come from. But then you have um, other types of beliefs. Well, beliefs are, are are built on your experience, your programming, like the, the, the words that are given to you over and over again, um, your fears, um, and that's uh, uh, and that those are all the things that, as well as, you know, other um, energetic type things. So... So all of those things that creates a big belief, which which in some ways I look at as a belief as a filter. So um, if you believe, like, okay, let's take this one where you believe Barack Obama is the Antichrist, which I do not believe that, mm-hmm. and neither do you. So, um, so everything he says gets filtered through that. So if everything he says gets filtered through that, and he's um, trying to help us w- with affordable health care, mm-hmm. well, you're not going to trust that. 
and you're going to rally against that. Since you rally against that, now you're not going to trust the other. You know, it just it just goes on and on and on. It, it, it really does. And I can even turn the page around a little, Jackie, because both of us, um, uh, you know, are, are more identified with um, the left than the right. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Do you think that George Bush didn't immediately help because he didn't like black people? I've, at that time, I wondered, but my belief changed. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you how that happened. Um, I learned shortly after that that before FEMA can step in, before the national government can step in, the state has to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Seriously. They could be standing at the border, FEMA and all the Red Cross and all these folks can be standing at the border, but they can't, oh, I shouldn't say Red Cross, but FEMA can be standing at the border and they can't come in until um, until uh, um, they're invited. Yeah, and it's interesting. And then when you have somebody like Kanye West that will stand up and, you know, people may subscribe to his ideology. I personally do not because I think he's crazy and a madman. Mm-hmm. But if he stands up and says, you know, um, uh, the president is um, against black people. He doesn't like black people. That's why Katrina happened. There's going to be a certain if you're per, if you're predominantly disposed uh, exposed predisposed to that. There you go. Um, uh, there is a high idea that you can buy into that, and I think that you know one of the things that I think that is very important for people to sit down and really ask themselves, Jackie, is what do they really believe. What do you, what what are your real beliefs? There are so many things that may necessarily be beliefs, but they're not really your own. They've just been filtered to you in some way. It really it's very true. It's very true because um it it's something that can really stop us because your beliefs um form everything. Okay. So let's take something I talk about in, in um the DIY Akashic Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I, t- I think I talk about it in that and in Coventry Magic. So, which is the why is that um, challenge, it, whether you use the tarot cards or, mm-hmm. or you do this game with a friend. The first time I did this is with my sister, and I was just really freaking out about so many things. I was trying to change the way I eat, so I was dieting and, and put it, getting in an exercise program. But then we're um, making all these other changes at the same time, and, and I took over the SEALs department. And I, all this stuff was going on, and I was just totally flipping my lid. Mm-hmm. And and I go, I just can't do this. I'm trying to do all this stuff, and I just can't do it. And I can't lose weight. Forget it. I'm just going to be, I'm destined to be a fat and ugly person for the rest of my life. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh. Hang on a minute. What's going on here? And so um, as we, um, as she was talking to me, she was, I'm going to ask you a question. And and you got to answer the very first thing that comes to your head. And, and like, no cheating. You don't get to wait a minute or a second. It's like the first visceral reaction she had, and and she asked me why why can't you lose weight? And I said because everybody will hate me. And it was like that quick. It was quicker than that. Mm-hmm. So really, I'm working with this belief that if I change who I am, I'm going to lose all my friends. And and well, why is that? And she goes, well, why is that? Why do you believe that? Because it's happened before. Well, oh my gosh. So now I have empirical evidence as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah. Um, so now I have experience 
that that agrees with that. So so that's how these beliefs are created. So this belief was driving the bus that I would never be able to do anything different. But, well, I could, but the but the results would be devastating. Yeah. Totally different story now, isn't it? That it's belief totally different. That belief that that belief sabotaged me. Absolutely sabotaged me. And that's what your beliefs can do. And I, I think that they can. And one of the things that I find fascinating, you know, there was this uh, um, show that I was watching, Jackie, in which it was talking about um, uh, uh, prejudices within society. And it has to do with uh, these two women that are at a, a bus stop. And um, they have this conversation at one point in which they're talking about one has an eating problem and the other um, uh, has a smoking problem. And, you know, they were talking about their difficulties in regards to each and things of that particular nature. And um, it cuts to five years later, and the women arrive back at the bus stop, and the smoker's still smoking, and the... uh, the eating disorder person is still eating, okay? And basically what they did is that they did a particular test, Jackie, in regards to which um, one had more of the problem. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the majority of them said uh, uh, the smoker. Um, And basically what the psychologist was attempting to do is that we tend to judge particular patterns in certain ways. For example, somebody that has been a smoker for 30 years and is having a problem quitting smoking, they should be able to do that in one minute, okay? Um, And it's more acceptable for somebody, even though I think that um, uh, uh, food is the new cigarette, um, uh, uh, you know, and fat shaming is something that is becoming rampant within society. But um, basically, you know, People found it more appealing in regards to somebody that um, uh, was overweight, that they didn't have as much of a negative feeling for that. So basically what the psychologist eventually talks about, Jackie, and this is where they were leading, um, is that they were talking about even in regards to mental disorders, we have a tendency to think that somebody that may be acting out or behaving in a certain way because of a mental disorder um, they should that should be something that is radically changed in one minute. But the person that has the drinking problem, not so much. Right. Take some time. Yeah, take take your time. You know, um, it's not affecting me, even though that you know, alcohol does kill more people a year than anything else. Um, uh, so basically, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's just very interesting how our particular belief systems get very very caught up in not only society, um, uh, but how other people's belief systems get filtered down to us. Um, and I don't know if there's really an answer of change. I don't know if it's something that can be changed. Um, can societal belief systems be changed? Um, yes, I think they can, because they need they need champions. We have changed our societal belief systems yes. with champions. For instance, Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, um, um I don't know, those are two that popped into my head. There's many, many, many others. Um, Harvey Milk. Um, mm-hmm. 
many others who have helped change this. And it, it, it starts with, and it's really interesting, it doesn't start with the first person. Psychologists say it's not the first person that speaks out about something. Yeah. Because that person could be a one of and, and crazy. It's the second person. It's the person who validates them. Mm-hmm. So so I, I do think that societally we can change. We just have to have the right voices. I mean, think about think about this one. Do you remember the early Clinton years when Hillary Clinton started talking about universal health care and everybody just flipped their lid? Mm-hmm. Just flipped it. And she'll probably be talking about it in two more years. Yeah. Um, but um, now what do we have? We have the first step. Yeah. To a universal health care system. It is something, you know, one of the, and, and I think that, you know, Societal beliefs, I think that if they would, I think that they probably evolved slowly over time. I was very, um, when I was on vacation, I was very discouraged via the news reports that were happening in St. Louis. Uh Um, Because in many ways, um, it, it made me question, Jackie, how far have we really come in race relationships or uh is really what is going on right now more tolerance than anything else? Or some form of tolerance that we're doing because it's more socially acceptable for us to be tolerant, yet actually those very racial prejudices still exist. No. No, I don't agree with you. I'm just asking the question. Right. But here's why why I think we actually have had... um, We've, we've, we're doing better um, because um, we, because I am in an interracial relationship. Yeah. It, it's not. It, it we, we, may, we're not completely cured of, of the racial issues. Absolutely not. And yes, we absolutely are regressing. I had an amazing conversation with my husband this past weekend. That, you know, when I said, "Hey, I'm having a conversation with Phoenix, and I'll call you back," and it took me four hours yeah, to call yeah, you back. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking the entire time because I had a question for him asking him um, if we had, instead of a girl, if we had had a boy and he was darker skinned than our daughter is, what what would our son's experience be? That's a pretty intensive uh, conversation we had. Yeah. Because Rebecca is Mariah Carey White. Yeah. So, um, so that is um, that that is an absolutely um, uh, an important conversation we. And have. what do you think? What do you think? Um, well, we the conversation we had was was about um, it wasn't a conversation that anyone ever had with him. Mm-hmm. It was him watching how people behaved. You were not you weren't to go out into the world and be on your better behavior because your best was not good enough. You had to be better than that. So, um that was that was the challenge. That um that he you know, he he had to learn how to navigate all these things as a black man. Mhm. And it's a different experience. And he's Beyonce black. <laughs> Rebecca is Mariah Carey white. He is Beyonce black. Now, yeah. what would be the difference, J- J- Jackie, if he was even darker? 
Well, and that's the conversation that we we had with a friend of ours the other day who who has a completely different experience. And that um and the conversation came up because there were five young, I would have to say uh middle school black men hanging out in front of our house and walking around Phoenix's car. And I was looking and I just started thinking about this going how many people would be freaking out and calling the cops? Yeah. I don't I didn't know these guys, but they were like circling. Um there were a bunch of kids who were just having a conversation, not disrupting anything, talking and circling. Obviously they could not go far from the house, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at them going and and my moment of concern was they were circling Phoenix's car that was parked on the street. And I and it and it just talk about a mystical experience. I had that moment of of going, wow, what is my belief here? Mm-hmm. What is the societal belief? If I was the little old lady two doors down, what would be happening? Yeah. Um. And uh, and and that's when I started the conversation with Phoenix. I'm like, what could you guys have done that? Well, yeah, they did because they were in their neighborhood and they lived in a black neighborhood. Well, they were in a mixed neighborhood, but but it was it was uh, mostly black. So, so just it it brought out those conversation of of how how you need to be out in the world and how what a different experience it is. And I looked at him. I said, I, I have no way to relate to that other than you telling me this and imagining. Mm-hmm. But imagining is not the same as experiencing. So he said, so when I go through the grocery store and um, I'm really hungry. So I buy some lunch meat from the deli counter, and I eat a couple of pieces on the way to the checkout. Mm-hmm. He said, you will watch me completely walk away from you, because if I do that, I'm now shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be in line, open up a bottle of water. <laughs> He'll say, yeah, I'm going to get out of line because I don't feel like being arrested. And I'm like, you're just being silly. Mm-mm. But you see, that is his, you know, based upon his particular experiences in life, that has been built into his particular belief system. Exactly. You know, and that that is, uh, you know, we have individual societal um, uh, belief systems. And the the interesting thing is that astrology has an answer for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And astrologically, we have three, well, four um, planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Aries, which has to do with the collective and the progression of the collective. Um, these planets are not personal. Um, they don't have anything to do with you know my love life or how I feel or who I am as an individual or how do I get what I want or what I believe in or um, uh, as an individual or you know the boundaries uh, of life and what I'm going to do to protect myself. These particular planets, although that they do sometimes get mixed up with the personal planets, and that's a whole different other show. But um, you know these particular planets, Jackie, describe what each generation is going through at a particular given time. For example, right now we have, and you know, I've, I've talked about this a bazillion times, so I'm going to do it again. We currently have Uranus and Aries, um, which has to do with um, uh, the reigniting human potential, the reigniting who we are as individuals, and how we can go about uh, achieving progress for ourselves. It's like discovering fire for the first time in many ways. Um, you know, in our own divine essence and having the ability and the power to be able to make choices and decisions upon our own. 
we also have Pluto in Capricorn. And Pluto in Capricorn has a lot to do with um, an overriding governmental structure that although Pluto will tear it down over time, it brings that particular emphasis um, uh, to the surface. Now, every child, Jackie, that is being born now is going to have those two particular planets. And the, the generational lessons that they're going to be living with, okay, are going to be how do I still go out into the world and get what it is that I want when government is such an overriding authority or, or uh, me against the, uh, the world type of philosophy? And this is going to be a generational issue that, we, that they deal with through the course of their life, whereas ours is a little bit different. Um, uh, our, you know, mine and yours, um, from where our planets are, you know, we were born with Pluto and Libra, okay? And that has to do with, you know, the tearing down and the fundamental structures of the nation. And what happened during the first few years of our lives? Divorce. Mm. Started to become apparent. And living in a society in which the likelihood now is, is that you won't be raised by both of your parents. Um, right. uh, and we also have, uh, you know, um, uh, our, uh, excuse me, our Uranus was in Libra. That has to do with divorce. Um, Pluto is in Virgo in, in our charts. And what we're concerned with, Virgo has a lot to do with our physical structure and our ecology. Our generation is very concerned with and have, has beliefs in such highfalutin ideas such as global warming um, and uh, tearing down the ozone. And we're more conscious of uh, health and more conscious of uh, these uh, these particular um, idealisms. Our um, uh, uh, Neptune is in Scorpio. We are a generation that is much more pronounced towards the realization of disease. Here is the shocking thing, Jackie. To me, the idea, and I'm sure that this was the case for you as well, the idea of thinking about going out and having sex with somebody brand new without using a condom is anathema to me, okay? Mm -hmm. um, or practicing some form of safe sex. Because when we were young, a nice little disease came out that was called AIDS. Mm -hmm. And it's hovered over our beds ever since. Do you know that condom usage is at the lowest ever? Wow. The later generations are not as concerned about it. Maybe it's because of the fact that if you get HIV, which I have no idea why, I haven't interviewed anybody on it. Um, maybe it's because of the fact that you know if you get HIV now, you know there's a whole cocktail of drugs you can take. So you know, let's go out and you know have fun while we can. Or you know, maybe the condom isn't as important. Maybe that there will be a cure for it. But for our generation, that there's a whole different idealism to it. Um, uh, and you know, these are the particular beliefs that I think that begin to happen. And I think that. Um, uh, uh, generationally, part of what I think that we need to do, and it's why I think that sitting down and asking ourselves what are our true beliefs, beliefs, and getting, and it's hard, it's very hard, and getting very, very clear about that is so important. Oh, absolutely, and you know what's interesting with this conversation is that when you, when we say we're talking about a show about beliefs, we think we're going to go into, oh, this is a show about you know, Christianity versus is Islamic or, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And um and it's not. This is beliefs are very personal. And no matter even whatever religious beliefs you hold, you have your personal um you have your personal version of that. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, I, I don't know, I can't tell you how many um, um, Catholics I know that that are doing it the right way. <laughs> that the that the uh, church has it wrong, and they're they're the right kind of Catholic. Um, even church to church is very funny to me. Well, the, the interesting thing in regards to that is that I was um, putting together some stuff in regards to for my website, Jackie, and I knew we were doing the show on belief and. One of the places that I go to when I am trying to find, uh, you know, because the type of astrology I do is vastly different than many other people because I want people to really use astrology as a tool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was looking at some stuff in regards to the Zohar, and I found something that was extremely fascinating, and it says, I'm going to read a little bit, and I will will translate, of course. Um, (laughs) It says... I'm, and I'm, forgive me, I'm reading from the Hebrew. It says, Bereshit, okay, which means in the beginning. Rabbi Shimon opened the discussion with the verse, and I have put my words in your mouth. How important is it for a person to study laboriously the Torah day and night? Now, don't think of the word Torah. It is uh, how um, important is it for a person to be uh, uh, conscious or cognizant day and night, Jackie, of the way that the system, the universal spiritual system works in our connection to the natural laws of the universe. Um, and then he says, very important, because the Holy One, blessed be he, listens attentively to the voices of those who occupy themselves with the study of Torah. In other words, God listens to those that occupy themselves in spiritual matters. Okay. Um, And every word that receives a new interpretation by a person who delves into the study of the Torah creates a new firmament, and a firmament is a new structure. And then he goes on to say, we have already learned that a moment when a novel interpretation in the Torah is presented by any person, it ascends and is met before the Holy One, blessed be he. And the Holy One, blessed be he, receives this matter and kisses it. Yeah, that's kisses it. Um, he also adorns it with 70 graven and inscribed crowns. And this new word uh, of wisdom that is revealed is then set upon the heads of the righteous who live forever. So basically, what? let me interpret this because it's a little, it's a little complex. Uh, basically, what this is stating, Jackie, is that we're all going to go through times as long as we are focused on spiritual matters, okay? There are going to be points in which the new interpretation, we receive a new interpretation, that we're going to begin to learn and understand things in a different way. When we learn and understand things in a, in a different way, as long as we're doing this in a positive way and not a negative way, in other words, those that are doing this for the purpose of spirituality, create something new. A new structure begins to be formed, okay? This new structure then goes down the tree of life, which was a shortcut for all that was there, um, and then begins to come out into reality. So basically, what this is stating, Jackie, is that in many ways, our particular beliefs formulate the firmament, what it is that our physical world becomes. So again, I go back down, and I go back to, after, after looking at this, where I started to look at is, do our beliefs create our reality? I mean, and, you know, it's kind of interesting because it is what John Stossel talked about. Do our beliefs create our particular reality? And yes, I don't think in the negative way that he talks about that it does. Um, but do I think, you know, 
that I can go out into the world and do pretty much what it is that I want and live a happy life. And as long as I put forth the effort in regards to do it, I can create the particular reality that I want, mind over matter, of course. Um, uh, and as our beliefs change, we begin to create a better life. It's also the tenets of your candle magic. Absolutely, because you know what you what you are manifesting. What you you first manifest in your thoughts and your words, and then in your deeds, mm-hmm. because you start to act upon what you believe. That's the way it rolls. So if you are if you decided you're afraid of the dark, you will find things in the dark to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. If you decide that the dark is something that brings you peace and comfort and gentleness, then that's what you'll find in the dark. It's very interesting, and I also even question this, Jackie. How many people do you know of that are perfectly fine and dandy? Health, they're well, you know, they're jogging there, or they're got their Fitbit, and which I've got one now. Um, and they're walking their 10,000 steps a day and all this other stuff, and they're eating well and all this other stuff, and they have no physical symptoms. And then they go to the doctor one day and are told that they have cancer and they disintegrate in three months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Deepak Chopra talks about that, too. You know, how, I mean, it, you know, once we have that belief in our head, I have cancer, this is not a curable cancer, um, uh, the disintegration happens. What if the person would have never went to the doctor? Then they would have been very surprised one day when they didn't wake up. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I... I I agree because uh, belief is a very, very personal, tenuous type thing, and um, and they're easily broken and they're easily made. Um, but they're also they can also be very, very strong. And yeah. There's just one thing I just want to put out there as I'm thinking about things, and, and we're talking a little bit political and and a little bit that the ones with the largest voices out in the world, Mm -hmm. they're recruiting. Mm -hmm. They are recruiting people to believe what they believe. And they will do what they need to do to get you to believe in them. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones with the loudest voices. So they need to be the most careful, but but I don't think they are. I agree. It's it's why, you know, one of the things I think about, you know, in regards to, you know, uh, I post on Facebook, unless the Internet gets shut down, probably by Christmas, if not beforehand, we will have had one million listens to this show. When I think about one million listens and the people that are listening to us, Jackie, and the particular effect that this platform can have on people, mm-hmm. it makes me be very, very cognizant of what I'm saying. I want to. I know we're out of time. I just want to leave you with one one fast little thing. Hopefully, it's fast. So, I, I had the privilege of being there for my mother's um, last rites, which are called rites of health now. And rites of health. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's. I guess the Catholic Church is going to become PC now. Go right. ahead. I think it's because lots of people need blessing while sick, and mm-hmm. then they get better, so they don't always die. Yeah. So, um, as as the priest is is. And my mom's in a coma at this point. 
So, um, so she technically can't hear us, but her spirit can. Yeah. And she needed that to leave. She absolutely needed that. I watched his, her breathing was very labored and and shallow, and and she was in very distressed. And I heard in my head as the priest is going through all the prayers, and I'm like, I'm not Catholic. Is this okay? I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful. And I hear mm-hmm. my mother in my head going, "This is for me. This is not for you." Mm-hmm. Of course she would. <laughs> and she passed in that moment when we all prayed because she could hear us. That's belief. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. I have one more question for you. Sure. This is this is a hard, hard subject in regards to people getting to the core of their particular belief. What do you recommend for them to burn magic-wise? That's a great question, and that, that breath was a pause for a moment. Um, and what came to my head when I said that is inner beauty. Mm-hmm. Is that belief worthy of you? And And to find... Um, and that inner beauty is about going in and finding the, the parts of you that you believe in and that you want to believe in. I would also combine that. That's affirmation candle. Mm-hmm. And I would also combine that um, with the problem-solving candle because what that does is that helps you un- unravel and untangle um, that whole process. And then, um, and then from there, um, I would potentially add in the stability candle um, just to get you grounded yeah. in what's going on in your real life. So. I, 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 think, I think it is really, really important because I think that when people get to the root core of their beliefs, okay, um, and what it is that they truly themselves believe in general, I think it is the pathway or the road to... Um, individuality, and uh, I think it's really really important to do so because it, until you understand that, life just remains very, very clouded. Um, and uh, I, one of the first steps, I think, of creating the life that you want is to get the clouds out. Right. Um, we are done. Um, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Um, Jackie just gave a list of candles. You can get those. Or if you have a problem in your life, whether that that be love, money, romance, um, you need a date, um, uh, you need a spiritual transformation, you need to clean out some negative energy, we have a candle for that. So make sure that you check that out. Also, you know, um, if you need an Akashic Records reading, schedule one with Jackie. Cruise on over to stormsestivani.com, and you can sign up to my mailing list. Also, you can go to our site website, which is keepitmagic.com, and sign up to the Keep It Magic mailing list, which is new. Um, And um, this will allow you to be updated on any of the new things that Jackie and I may be doing, either independently or together. Um, uh, uh, You know, it just keeps you updated on us and all of the things that are going on in our um, universe. Um, So uh, check that out. Um, also on Facebook, Keeping It Magic, Coventry Creations, Astro Gossip, all fan pages, go like them. And um, we will see you guys in two weeks in the month of October where 
I don't know what the hell we're going to be talking about, but we're going to be talking about something. Um, so what do they need to do in the meantime, Jackie? They need to keep it magic. I speak life, everybody. Yeah, 